Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, Auburn fans? Thank God it is Friday. 63,500 season tickets have been sold, breaking an all-time record on the Plains. With plenty of recruiting news coming your way today on the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What's up, what's up, what's up, Dustin, my man? How you doing? Yes, sir. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Happy Friday to everybody. We made it to the weekend, Auburn family. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The weekend is here. Uh, Dustin, there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, I want to start this thing off first with everything that is said about our fan base, Dustin. Jumping right into it here. Uh, So much negativity in the national media brought to our fan base. Year one under head coach Hugh Freeze. We haven't even seen the man run out the tunnel yet. Mm. And 63,500 season tickets have been sold, breaking a record. And the student allotment hasn't even been given out yet. So uh, this is huge news. Uh, This shows that the Auburn fan base is not dying like Uh, the media portrays. And how big is this for this fan base, for the Auburn family to just rally together and show the support, show the support to a team that was five and seven last year, missed out on a bowl game and just all the negativity that was brought to this program. I would like to put the word out that we back up. We back up. We back up. It's that simple. Listen, one thing we're going to do is we're going to show up and we're going to show out. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that, man. Everybody knows what the Auburn family is. Everybody around the country knows what we're about. I honestly believe that the national media that spews all the bullshit that they spew about Auburn all the time, I think they know that it's bullshit that they're spewing. I Mm -hmm. think they know what's up, man, because you see it. You see it. You can't yeah. you, you can't ignore what we are. You can't ignore what happened the night of Texas A&M. Oh, man. Good you know point. what I mean? You can't ignore Good that. Point. You can't ignore uh, people camping out all week for a basketball game just to get into the jungle. Everything yeah. that Bruce does with outlive cancer, all that kind of stuff, man. Like, don't make me talk about the family, dude. Uh, the last role, Tumor's last role. That, yeah. honestly, bro, a spring game. The best time I've ever had in Auburn. Really, it was. It was sad. You know, the mood was – was kind of shitty but it was also um it was also like there was a lot of hope like i kind of realized like we gonna be okay and um it hasn't been a good three years blake i mean can't argue it back to back losing seasons first time any auburn fans had to go through that in a very very long time um the year before that that was a six and five so you barely squeaked by barely squeaked by with a winning record there bro so Mm -hmm. um for all, all that this fan base has gone through to say, listen, bro, we're still going to be here. And and I'll tell you one thing that we've noticed as content creators. There's really no point in talking about anything right now but Auburn football. Absolutely. They don't want to hear it. 
That's it. People that, don't want to hear it. The Auburn basketball schedule dropped, and we did an episode. Hey, heard you loud and clear. You <laughs> don't care. Right. You don't care. Everybody's it's, excited for Hugh, bro. They're excited for Hugh. Man, it's, there's a vibe, brother. There's a vibe. Um, I feel it. I feel it all the way in Pensacola, and I just can't wait. I've already got my tickets for UMass. I just cannot wait to be in that building. I cannot wait to see Hugh Freeze come through Tiger Walk. I think it's going to be the first of many, many Tiger Walks. I think he's going to be here for a long time. Um, I just look forward to that moment. It's going to be a good day, man. And it's uh, we're hungry. That's what I. That's what I see. Yes, it's a, it's a hungry fan base. And you yes. know what? I think people forget. And I'm going to get into these numbers right here, Blake. I'm going to tell you why. Why a lot of people forget that aren't Auburn fans, and Talk even a, even a generation of newer Auburn fans. Um, just by just by their their age, they might not know. And uh, when me and you were coming up, though, man, I, like my formidable Auburn years, right? Mm-hmm. Starting probably around 01, 02, when I really started sitting down, watching the games, reading the magazines, third, fourth grade, you know? Yeah. Um, 02, 9 and 4. Going to 03, probably the most talented roster Auburn's had in our lifetime. Yep. Uh, crap the bad, go 8 and 5. Next year, 13 and 0. To me, those teams, those guys are gods. They're like football yeah. gods. They're heroes. Yeah. They're legends. Um, that was that was that was my jam. Dominated a Virginia Tech team. Listen, yeah. dude, that that whole season, I was in the seventh grade. I remember it was, it was just a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, nine and three, eleven and two, nine and four. There was a bad five and seven right there. Then you're at fourteen and zero, oh, man. Like, go back to ninety-seven. You've got ten and three, two thousand nine and four. Oh, two, nine and four. And I know that those things aren't those aren't the best years, right? 97, 10 and three. But those are certainly a lot better than six and five, six and seven, five and seven. So just look at Tubbs' stretch here from from 04. 13 and 0, then nine and three, then 11 and two, then nine and four. Pretty good. Guess how many times we lost to Bama on that stretch? Mm, t- tell me, tell me, Dustin. Zero. Oh, zero. Ooh. Beat Georgia in some of those times. Mm. Beat mm-hmm. LSU and something like we were we were splitting with those guys. We were always right there with those guys. We were dominating Bama. So the point I'm making here is I say all that and I read this. I'm about to say, and then the and then uh, here I'm not done. I'll get into the 80s because now now <laughs> now now, now I'm going to talk about my pop generation. Mm-hmm. 82 nine and three. 83, 11 and 1, 84, 9 and 4, 85, 8 and 4. That was viewed as a very down year. Mm-hmm. Um, 96, they had a lot of expectations that year. This just things didn't go well. 86, 10 and 2, 87, 9, 1, 9 and 1, 88, 10 and 2, 89, 10 and 2. End of that year, beating Alabama, their first ever trip to Jordan Hare in the Iron Bowl. Number mm-hmm. two, undefeated Alabama, ruined their national championship hopes. Mm-hmm. That's my pop generation. That's what he yeah. grew up on. So the point I'm making here is there are generations of Auburn fans that are used to winning games. Yes. And it doesn't have to be national titles. We know what we're up against. Mm-hmm. We know what Alabama is. That's the best college football program of all time. We yes. know that Georgia is historically what they are, and LSU is historically what they are. But, damn it, we ain't scared to strap up and play them, and those are our rivals, so that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But we've always been competitive. We've always been – the tradition is not its not BS. It's real. 
all the pride that we have as Auburn fans, it's been earned. Yep. These stories aren't fake. Pump Bama punt's not fake. Bow over the top's not fake. Everybody watched the kick six. It's not fake. These things are real. Yes. So that's where all of this, I'm saying all this to say that's where this comes from. Okay. So when you go six and five, six and seven, and five and seven, damn it, I'm hungry for a winner, bro. I'm Preach hungry to, to win. Me. I'm tired of watching Auburn get smacked around with the AU on the side of their helmet. It ain't Auburn ball. It ain't no. Auburn ball. And we're tired of it. And we got a guy now that whether he works out or not, we know that he at least understands that. And what's the old saying? If you love Auburn, Auburn will love you back. Mm. Well, when I was thinking about where I was going to go with this today, I, I, I thought, you know, it isn't – that's very true. And it's also impossible to be successful at Auburn if you don't at least respect their tradition. Mm. And I didn't I didn't understand that. And this isn't – this is as many shots as I take at him. This is not a Harson shot. This is just – seriously, whenever we went to play Georgia his first year, he said they asked him about the rivalry. And his answer was, I haven't really studied it. I'm just trying to get ready for the football game. You know, for a long time, I thought that was the correct answer. I thought that was the right answer. I thought, you know what? Maybe it is time for somebody from the outside to not understand it and just focus on the ball. And I was wrong. You have yes. to understand it. You have to get it. Yep. You have to understand this is the oldest rivalry in the South. We've been playing since 1892. The, the term War Eagle comes from this rivalry. Yep. You have to understand that. You have to at least – it doesn't have to be the focus because at the end of the day, the X's and O's, the Jimmy's and the Joe's, that's going to win the game. History's not. But if you don't have a, a, a respect and an understanding for it and the foundation and the way you build your program – then you're not going to be successful at Auburn. Auburn's only going to be successful being Auburn. That's the only way for it to happen. So I say all that to say I think that the season tickets being sold the way they are. I think that all the energy that we see just focused on football from this fan base, it comes out of hunger. It comes out mm. of want. The mm. Auburn family wants to be back in the conversation where we belong. Mm. We see Georgia up there, and we say, wait a minute. When did they pat? Damn it, we belong there. Mm. We belong in the conversation, too. And when we see Tennessee turning around, and when we see LSU turning around as quick as they did, and we know the history of quick turnarounds that we have, mm -hmm. yeah, dude, for sure. Are there, are there a lot of warning signs? Yes. But but Auburn goggles on, man, this fan – this fan base is ready to explode. This fan mm. base is hungry for a consistent winner, man. And and Gus was a good coach, and it didn't reach the depths that it rate that it got to until the very end of his tenure. And then obviously it's fallen apart with the previous guy. But there was a floor, and the floor was eight and five ish, right? He had the one year where he was seven and six, but it was eight and five was the floor. That's what Gus does, really. Yeah. And so so we didn't. And you still had some big wins in there. You know, 2019, you lose four games. You shouldn't have lost four games with that defense, but you still beat Bama. You're still nine and four. So there's not this feeling of like, we're not playing Auburn football. I felt like we were playing Auburn football. We mm -hmm. were just losing. We were just, we weren't making the opportunities in the big games. Mm -hmm. We ain't been playing Auburn football for three years. Talk to me. And that's what it's about. 
people are ready to see Auburn football again. I will be ecstatic with eight and four, seven and five. If we look like we're playing Auburn football again, Blake, that's what I feel from this fan base. Woo, Dustin, with Sorry. the chills. <laughs> hey, that's why we hopped right into it, my buddy. That is why we hopped right into it. We got right into the action. Dustin brought the heat with the Auburn fan base. And look, Cadillac Williams, I, I feel like this is just uh, seeing him last year come out of the tunnel, locked arms. I know I repeat it all the time, and, I, and I'm all over true. Twitter with yeah, it, but it true. is so true. Uh, when he looked Cole Kublik uh, eye to eye, and he said, Auburn football ain't dead, Cole. He mm-hmm. said, it ain't dead. He said, we're not done. All right. And he said, we will be back. All right. He said, we ain't dead, baby. All right. And, and, and that's the truth. That is the truth. Auburn football can win, people. Okay. Auburn football can win now. They can win now, people. Yep. You, you flash back 2013. All right. Let's first, let's go to 2010. All right. You, you won a natty. 2013, you played in the natty. Should have won it. Let's go to 2017. You were one game away from the college football playoff. It's there. It is there. You can win. If you were out there doubting Auburn football, I'm here to tell you, you were dead wrong. You can turn this thing around in two to three years, and damn it, you can win. Yes, sir. And you, you can win. Big. You can win big. Look, Saban, Saban, he's not going to coach forever. Nope. All right. Now with Hugh coming in, I guarantee you, Saban's over there now. He's going, man, that's not Harson over there anymore. It just got a little tougher. All right. You remember when Gus used to put that pressure on him in the Iron Bowl? Mm-hmm. All right. it, it, it wasn't always easy in the Iron Bowl. Gus got him a couple times. All right. Now he's looking over there at Hugh and going, man. He got me at Ole Miss a couple times. Mm-hmm. So if he got me at Ole Miss a couple times, I know he can get me at Auburn a couple times. Because let's be honest, like we mentioned all the time, Auburn, Ole Miss. All right? Yeah, Ole Miss. So, yeah, the, the talent, Saban knows. All right, Now we look over at Kirby. Kirby's sitting there going, man, that's not Harson over there anymore. That's mm-hmm. you. They got a guy. They got a guy. Uh, a guy that's going to bring in elite talent uh, and a guy that's going to coach his ass off. And – it's not a it's not a cupcake anymore because I have mentioned it a thousand times, Dustin. We I said it a year ago, man. We were like the Titanic. We were sitting at the bottom of the ocean. All right. We weren't being respected. Period. We were getting looked at. When when Mississippi State fans and Ole Miss fans are talking trash about marking a dub by your name right. before you mm-hmm. even play, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Recruit you that too, Blake. Recruits see it. They know. We'll talk about it in just a minute. There's a whole spill on it. They know. Okay. And and let me tell you this: for for sixty three thousand five hundred season tickets to be sold to break a record, like you said, it just means this damn fan base is hungry, Dustin. Yep. They are hungry. They're ready. They're tired of losing to a G five team in a damn Birmingham Bowl. There is no way the Auburn Tigers should lose to the Houston Cougars in Birmingham, Alabama. Shouldn't be in a game. Shouldn't be in that game. Boy, shouldn't even be in a game in Birmingham, Alabama. It's a disgrace. You wonder why we get laughed at, all right? 
you wonder why Auburn fans get laughed at when who starts making fun of you? Alabama fans, all right? Oh, you don't even have to leave your own state. <laughs> mm-hmm. You make a two-hour trip to Birmingham, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. Look, it's embarrassing. Get back to get back to the old way. And Hugh is here to do that. You can tell the excitement's there. You can tell. I can I can go ahead and tell you. Tumors is going to be absolutely on fire. I know it's UMass, all right? Right. But, boy, let me tell you, that place is going to be insane. Yeah, because you have hope again. Hope, all right? That's it. That's what it boils down to. It, it is – the place is going to be absolutely electric week one. And everybody's like, Oh, well, you're playing UMass. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if uh, Hoover high school come running out there. All right. <laughs> the place is going to be bumping uh, just because you're getting a new look. You're getting a guy that has won in the sec. He's won big time games. He's had Katie Perry come to college game day. Uh, you know, I mean, Forgot it, about that. Yeah, I mean, come on now. You know, I mean, the dude had Bo Wallace at quarterback, who we are blocked by. Uh, come on, Bo. <laughs> Just uh, jokes, baby. Yeah, uh, we are blocked by, but, uh, you know, he won a couple games with Bo at quarterback. So, you know, this dude can win. He can win. And uh, and, and I'm I'm proud of the Auburn fan base. I really am. Uh, this is uh, This is something that extended over from Cadillac, and we thank him all the time. Uh, anytime you see Coach Caddy, give thanks to the also the other guys who have stuck around. You know sure. the the Zach Etheridge's and, and working his ass off, brother. Exactly. You know the T Reeds and and get the guys like that. You know that that some of them even take a step back to stay at Auburn when they could branch out and say, Hey, you know what? I want to be a DC. All right? mm. Mm. I want to be a DC. But instead, they say, You know what? I'm gonna take a step back. I love this university. I love everything about Auburn. I'm an Auburn man, and I'm going to know my role. I'm going to do my job because I love this place. And there yeah. it is. And and that is how you get the excitement of this fan base. And, and Auburn has captured it. They've done a fantastic job. And Hugh Freeze gets it, and he respects it, Dustin. Like you mentioned, there wasn't a respect factor there. Right. Now there is. All right, You see him at golf tournaments. You see him at cookouts. You see him doing the stuff that a head coach needs to do. I guarantee you Hugh, Hugh Freeze knows about the, the, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. I no. guarantee you he does. Yeah, and, and, and not only does, did he know about it beforehand, but I guarantee you that in his off time, if he hasn't yet, he'll do some researching. You know what I mean? Like, He's gonna read up on it. He like he, like you said. He's going Absolutely. to. Uh, he just just fits, man. It just feels right. I know he mm-hmm. hasn't taken the field yet, but it just it just feels right. And maybe we are drunk on hope, but man, I just think that, I just think that there's proof of concept there. Um, yes, the proof of concept is not on the field yet for Auburn, mm-hmm. um, but there's proof of concepts there for Hugh Freeze. I mean, Hugh Freeze is a good coach. That's that's proven. That's out mm-hmm. there. And uh, Hugh Freeze is a good recruiter too, Blake. Absolutely, and and let's jump on over there because boy, the Auburn Tigers picked up a good one, Dustin. DJ Barber he picks the Auburn Tigers, a linebacker, six one two twenty from Clay Chalkville mm-hmm. High School, a school that produces a ton of talent. Uh, and and his, yeah, and they have they've won a couple state championships. Mm-hmm. They've played in big time games. They've produced big time players. 
And and this guy, man, it, first first look at the highlight tape, he can run sideline to sideline. First step is elite. He doesn't pull himself out of the play. All right, that is one thing with Auburn linebackers that I have noticed over the past couple of years. Uh, besides mm-hmm. Zacoby McLean, uh, but Auburn linebackers have pulled themselves out of the play. Uh, this guy, he fills the hole. He will put a hat on a hat. He is electric on tape, in my opinion, Dustin. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Rivals has him as a four-star, and we're going to mm-hmm. be using Rivals ratings for now on anyway. So we're going to go. Yeah. We're, we're going to roll with Rivals. He ain't no three-star, I can Listen. tell you that. Turn the turn the tape on. He ain't a three-star. Yeah, so here's the thing with this. Um, <clears throat> Owen, and I'm not. this is not a shot at Owen, but Owen was the big five-star, right? And a mm-hmm. lot of that is just – Based on, and I'm not saying he didn't have ability, but a lot of it was based on the freak, right? That was his nickname, the freak. The athletic yeah. ability was off the charts. Uh, so he gets a five star, and then he just never really the instinct part, the actual linebacker play part. Mm-hmm. It just never got consistent. So yes, you can have all the physical tools, but if you don't know what gap to go in, then it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that everybody who is a lot better at breaking down linebacker play than I am says. They say that DJ Barber is all about instincts, that that is mm-hmm. the number one thing in his game is instincts, that he knows where to go, he knows where to be, he uh, he meets the running back in the gap, he's always where you know in the right spot and makes the play just a sound, fundamental player. But like you said, the highlight tape pops too, and – they're playing some big games at Clay Chalkville. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you said, they, they, they made some playoff runs here. So yeah. this is a guy that's played in big-time moments, and uh, it always feels good to beat Arkansas, especially today. Mm-hmm. Especially today because there's this weird thing going on we'll get in and at the end of the show here with uh, some Arkansas love amongst our fans. Our, fans and if you're listening on on a podcast i'm i'm doing fans in quotations here but Mm. travis williams wanted this kid bad travis our guy travis wanted him bad and they were hard after him and dj probably would have already been in the boat a lot longer or uh you know long ago excuse me but travis just recruit he's just he's we know it bro we know it he's a good he's a good recruiter absolutely he, he and then but that should make you feel good because we saw what did Travis bring to Auburn? Linebackers with good instincts. Yep. Linebackers that maybe were a bit undersized, maybe weren't the four, 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 five speed type guys, but knew where to be and had the instincts. That's exactly what Travis Williams brought. That's what he's going after here with DJ Barber. Ultimately, we're able to land him, get him in the boat. And man, we, we need to get these commitments, right? We need to get them. We need to get them rolling. So let's look at the linebackers now. Yes, beating Arkansas is not, you know, newsworthy per se. But beating, but getting, beating Travis Williams for a linebacker that he wants, yep. I take note of that because T. Will knows linebackers. The other one, but you just Joe Phillips. Mm-hmm. You just beat Kirby Smart, and they wanted him bad. It's basically a flip because if Georgia already has graphics in the story wrote for his commitment, and he tells you freeze. Hey, I'm committing to Georgia. And then you could commit to Auburn shortly after that conversation takes place. I'm considering that a flip. So when you yeah. look at our linebacker room right now, you've got a stud in Joe Phillips. 
And the guy, and, and the thing with Joe is Joe checks those boxes, right? That we talked mm-hmm. about with Owen Pepo. He checks those boxes. Joe is a physical freak. I think DJ is underrated in that aspect. But mm-hmm. um, Joe's a physical freak. Joe's that guy physically. He's also instinctual. It's going to be fun to see where Joe plays Jack, you know, where, where they put him in all that inside, outside. They say that he can do it all, and he's so good, their problem will be figuring it out. So, hell yeah, yeah get him on the boat. But that's two linebackers now. Let's give Josh Aldridge his credit. That's two big recruiting battles that he's won. He's identified his guys, mm-hmm. and he's gone out and got them with significant pushback. It wasn't easy to get DJ from Arkansas. It wasn't easy to get Joe from Georgia, obviously. They're both in the boat. And now with Demarcus Riddick coming to Big Cat, mm. and it just seems to, you just hear more and more and more chatter. It seems like he's going to be decommitting from Georgia and – it's just it's a race in between the two state schools here in Bama and Auburn. And it seems like, man, and and this thing's changed. And so, you know, this could all be different the next episode we record. But as of today, everything we're hearing, which is all we can know, is that Demarcus Riddick is trending high towards Auburn in a race that we thought we were out of. All of a sudden it's looking like you have a linebacker room where you could bring in DJ Barber. What if you have DJ Barber, Joe Phillips, and Demarcus Riddick? All committed before the season starts. Boy. Josh Aldridge deserves a hat tip, bro. The dude is doing work. And and this is a room that has question marks. Needs right? it, yeah. It and needs and it. depth pieces. All right. This yeah. is a room Larry that – only has one year, right? What is that? I think like Larry Nixon, the guy you brought in, yeah. only got one yep. year of eligibility. You're going to yep. need guys. Yep. He, he was just a Band-Aid. You know, right. he was a Band-Aid saying, hey, like, you're a talented guy. We need you to come through the portal. We're, we're you know, not up on depth. Like, this is a room that has question marks. So, if you bring these guys in, that's just – I mean, you're hitting a grand slam, Dustin. Uh, and and DJ Barber, to, to just put it in perspective on how talented this kid is, 15 P5 offers. 15, mm. all right? That, he, he's, he's a player. All right, and and I just wanted to be known. I don't think he's a three star. I think he is a four star. Some some sites out there, you know, it is what it is. They're they're just gonna they're gonna roll their way, brother. Uh, brother. I believe that uh, Clay Chalkwell is gonna have another good year. He's gonna mm-hmm. be in position. They got a lot of studs over there. You he's think gonna he be bounces? In, yeah, like he he's gonna be in big games. I believe that maybe a couple sites, but hey, and I'm not gonna name nobody. Our guys at rivals aren't one of them. But, boy, some recruiting services have been taking a beating this week. They've been taking a beating this week. And we'll just use that as our transition here, man. A lot of that beating has come from uh, the buzz was building that maybe Cam Coleman was getting close to committing to Auburn. Some crystal balls came in. And before we get into this, Blake, I just want to say, man, in all seriousness, um, I'm not – I get it. Covering recruiting is a super hard job. These guys have got to be on their phones all day long. They've got to, you know, and and it changes. I can't imagine having to try to keep up with 16, 17-year-old kids. So all the respect to that job, what goes into that job, and I understand in the world of NIL and Portal and everything that's going on in college football right now that covering high school kids recruiting is probably – a complete shit show. It's, it's it's probably you know I couldn't. It's probably tough, man. So so what did I tell you the other day? Is I said Dustin, there's no way I could do that job because what does the word commitment mean nowadays? 
Right. All right. You have kids coming out here saying, oh, I'm committed to, let's just say, I'm committed to USC. And then two weeks later, they say, I, I decommit. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Uh, but I'm going to open my recruitment back up. And then they commit to, let's say, BYU. All right. And then two months later, they say, uh-huh, you know, I, uh, BYU just ain't it for me. So now I'm, I'm committed to Washington. All right. So it's, it's, just a, it's just a circus, bro. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just moving. And, and I'm like, there is no way I could do that job with just the conversations that have to go on. And, and, and I, I think I told your brother this, like I give these dudes, I cut them some slack for a lot of them are just reporting what they're told right. in my opinion. Um, and, and, and it takes me back to last year with one of our guys going to a Bojangles and getting stood up there. Caldwell or Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just flat out getting stood up and saying, Hey, meet me here. Mm-hmm. Guy meets him and he never shows up. He's committing, so committing to Bama, <laughs> committing to Bama. Uh, you know, I, so, you know, Cam Coleman, he goes to A&M and it's a shock to the Auburn fan base. It is a shock to those guys who put the crystal balls in on all the sites and, it was a shock to the Auburn beat. It was a shock to the Auburn coaching staff. Like, I was floored. I mean, I got on Twitter and was like, man, what the – you know, like, I thought this guy was in the bag, you know. And then I had a Texas A&M guy. He, he's got a Texas A&M podcast and stuff, and he, he messages me, and he's like, bro, he's like, Cam Coleman's been silently committed to Texas A&M for like the past three weeks to a month. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, so you mean to tell me – these cats have been putting in crystal balls for Cam Coleman to Auburn, but he told y'all a month ago that he was committed to Texas A&M. And he's like, yep. That right there is what makes that job. Yeah. It's – it's. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, this – these kids are telling you, like, yep, I'm going to commit to Auburn. Like, seven out of ten – seven out of ten confidence, I'm committing to Auburn. And then you log your crystal ball in, and they're sitting there going, <laughs> look at this, all right? Bang, I'm going to A&M. Impossible job. Impossible. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so I want to give them – anybody that that happened to, on, you know, want to give them slack. At the same time, though, I do also – I do want to say that I think there's some – there's some clickbait going on, too. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of – there's a lot of stuff that's happening just to generate hits – to generate sites, uh, to generate uh, hits on the site, generate content. And it's one of them things where it's like, man, if you keep missing like that, eventually I'm not going to pay you $10 a month. And that's kind of like, but it is, it is a tough job, but there are some people out there where it's like, okay, man, I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern here. I'm starting, mm-hmm. to, I'm starting to see a little something and it's hard to, I can trust you missing a couple of times, but when you're missing all the time, I got to look at you and say, <laughs> either your sources are trash and you need to, and you need to realize that and get some new ones or you're doing some clickbait. 
And the more that we get into this business, man, and see behind kind of what goes on behind the scenes with a lot of this stuff, the mm-hmm. more I think it's number two. But on Cam Coleman specifically, dude, it's it's the Phoenix City curse. I don't really know any other way to say it, dude. Like, you just don't get kids out of this high school. You have this powerhouse. Have you ever seen Phoenix City? Yes. Like the high school? Yeah. Dude, unreal, bro. For anybody listening that hasn't seen it, um, it doesn't look like a high school stadium. It looks like – and the whole school, really. It looks like a small college. The stadium looks like a, a Division two stadium. Everything is mm-hmm. so nice. It's so clean. It's so well-kept. It's big, obviously. It's just a powerhouse, man, and, and they have the talent to match that. To have that right there, 30 minutes down the road, and you don't get anybody ever from there. It's it's depressing. It's so depressing that I just throw my hands up with it and say, I, I don't know. And like me and you talked about when it happened, it almost, you get to the point where you say, okay, well, maybe these kids from Phoenix City, are they Auburned out? Do they hear yeah. so much about Auburn that by the time they're 18 years old, they're like, I don't care. I want to get away from this. Because it's got to be something, Blake. It's got it's got to be something. And look, dude, I know, like, I know that A and M drops bags on people, and it certainly seems like there's something that happened here. Um, do you think so? Yes. Yeah, I do. Uh, but I also think that, like, it's not. I think that he's the. The want to go there is legitimate. It's not all about the bag. I think a and done a good job of recruiting him. I think that – because I saw this like a week or two ago. I saw on a random – it was like an A&M post. Maybe it was on Twitter. Maybe it was on a bulletin. Somewhere, though. Message board. Somewhere, bro. Somebody has said, Auburn's way too confident on Cam Coleman. He's going to be an Aggie. And I just remember seeing that and being like – because it wasn't some super big source or whatever. And I remember seeing it and being like, eh, whatever. I just think that a lot of people on the Auburn side, we just we just missed on this one, man. I don't know what all happened, um, but yeah, I definitely I definitely think that the bag got dropped, and I would I don't even want to put words in his mouth and repeat it because I listened to it today at work. I would say go back and listen to the guys at War Report. Go listen to Mike G's morning. Uh, he talked about this on the morning drop, not today. Today is the, we're recording this on Thursday, so it would have been. Wednesday's morning drop. Go listen to Wednesday's morning drop. Uh, our guy Mike G has a little connection at Phoenix City. That's where he went to high school. That's where he lives. All that kind of stuff. Uh, he actually spoke with Cam Coleman. He had some very interesting comments at the end of that. And I don't even want to quote him on that. Just go back and listen to what he said there, because yep. uh, obviously he's way closer to that and he knows way more about that. But go back and listen to what Mike G said about it, and then kind of make your own. Make your own assumptions from there, is what I'll say. Connect your own dots. Um, so, and, and then just right now, like, but at the end of the day with this one, Blake, let's not let this go. Let's not let this go unnoticed, brother. If is Jimbo, you don't think Jimbo Fisher is going to make it through the year? You don't think he's going to make it through the year? I don't. I really don't. I don't. Like, I, I, they're getting hyped up right now, just like they got hyped up last year, just like they got hyped up the year before that. Uh, they had the eleven and one 
2020 COVID season or whatever, but Alabama beat them by three touchdowns and they were sitting there pouting because they didn't get in the playoffs. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you got blown out by Alabama. Like you don't deserve to get in the playoffs. All right. And then they just, when have they ever done shit? Never. All right. They had Johnny Menzel and still couldn't do anything. Okay. They had Mike Evans. They, they had, the the swope kid and 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 I mean the elite weapons all over the field and they still couldn't win and and I just that is what gives me hope about Cam Coleman this not being done and I could be completely wrong on this Auburn fans if you're listening if you're watching just hear me out everybody is giving up on this they're up oh, Cam Coleman's an Aggie Cam Coleman's an Aggie. We got a ways to go. We got a ways to go. And Auburn, Hugh is not going to stop recruiting him, all right? It's not going to happen. You probably like, fired him up. Probably lit a fire under his ass. So, remember how I tell each one of you that you're going to have to show it? I say it every episode. Damn it, you're going to have to show it. And I think what this was, it might have been a bag, all right? It might have been NIL. But I also think it's sitting here saying – Cam, Cam's sitting here saying, hey, you know what? Show me, all right? Show me that you're going to throw the football and show me that you can produce a guy, like Mike G said, a Jay Fair with six touchdown grabs, or show me that you can get a guy to 1,000 yards receiving. Because in my opinion, why in the hell would you want to go to Auburn with the way their wide receiver group has been in the past when was the last time auburn put a first round wide receiver into the league Dustin? i don't even, uh, I don't even know yep. brother yep. yeah yep. i mean no one's popping up okay yep yeah. uh, <laughs> no one's popping up as early even as even as an early round when, when does slayton go was he third fourth like round third, fourth round yeah maybe i, I can't really he remember was so under, he was so underused, man. um but that's but, to the point right like we don't that, we don't utilize wide receivers correctly that that is that is exactly to the point. Uh, and and teams and, recruiting against us, Blake. They use that, right? They they pull up the same statistics we use and say, "Why are you gonna go play wide receiver there?" Wait, you wanna know why? Yeah, because A and M, right? A and M sitting there going, "Hey, why would you go to? Why would you go play wide receiver at Auburn?" All right, not a shot. But when Cedric Jackson was was one of their guys, mm-hmm. all right, that that was one of their go to guys. What? Why do you want? Why do you want to go play there? And that's that's not downing shed. He just was. He was a blocker. He was a blocker. That's what he was. We were just thin at the position, and it's just it wasn't a talented room. I mean, I remember what Seth was the last guy where I was like, okay, like he he can ball a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Anthony Schwartz. I mean, all he could do was run. He he couldn't catch. He still can't catch in the NFL. Um, so you're sitting here and, and Jimbo's like, Hey man, look, we got a Nia Smith over here. We got Evan Stewart, five-star guy, highly touted. Look at him. He lit the sec on fire last year. All right. We got dudes over here, man. Like we produce them. Hey, look at Mike Evans over there. You, you see him over there in Tampa. That's a super bowl champion. You know where he come from? Texas A&M. What does Auburn have to show? And look, no, nothing. Blake, I mean, if, if if you don't think this matters, then look at the way we we recruit running backs and defensive backs. Mm-hmm. 
There's two reasons we recruit that so well. One, through all the turmoil, the guys leading those rooms care about Auburn and have yep. gone through a lot of crap to make sure that those that what they can control for Auburn, they make sure it's right. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, you alluded to earlier, Zach could have went somewhere else. He could have went to Georgia. He could have got money. He cut his room in half, right? Crime Dog came in and got some of his room. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if Zach goes somewhere before long. He's just so sought after. Eventually, he's going to he, go get what he's earned. He but almost the, did it. Right. The, the point I'm making, though, is is he hung around long. He, he wants to make sure he loves Auburn. And yep. if I'm going to leave this thing, I'm going to leave it in the right place. Mm-hmm. And so I love that about him. But there's a reason why running back and defensive back, you don't struggle to recruit them. Or, or at least you, they're your best rooms right now. Yeah. Because what we just talked about, you can't tell receivers, you can tell defensive backs. Yep. You can tell defensive backs, hey, we got two guys starting in Tampa right now that are top 20 corners in the league. We got a guy in Daniel Thomas in Jacksonville. You can go down the list with DBs in Auburn. Same thing with running backs. You can come to the running backs and say, hey, We've got these guys. And even though it hasn't been exactly what it needed to be lately, you still got guys in the league. You just put Tank in the league. Jarquez is about to go to the league. And you have a litany over the past 25 years to where you can say, and, and a guy like Cadillac who went to the league, a top five pick at Auburn, can go into a high school kid's living room and say, hey, I did it at Auburn. And then here is a list of guys that have done it before and since at your position at Auburn. Until that happens at receiver, it's not there, obviously. So yep. it's just going to have to happen. So with Cam, whether it was the bag or whatever it is, you didn't come in fourth place in this one, right? He's considering Auburn. And, and even if the one thing we've always heard about this recruitment is, even if Auburn lands him, you're not going to stop recruiting him. It's going to go till signing day. We've heard that from the jump. This isn't a Walker White. I'm shutting down my commitment. I guarantee you Cam Coleman's on Auburn this fall attending some games. So, and, and and I guarantee you Marcus Davis is recruiting his ass off right now. Yeah. Okay? I mean, yeah. It, it's not over. And and everybody's like, oh, you think, it, you think that he could still come to Auburn, but – uh, uh, Texas A&M threw him a million-dollar NIL deal, and I'm like, look, these kids play games, okay? They play games. They play mind games. It's the Wild West out here right now. You remember, really that A- you remember that A&M recruiting class they just had that was number one in the country? What did all yeah. them cats do? They gone, boy. They gone, all right? They're, they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. They said, hey, deuces, Man, all right? Portal season. They're playing games, man. It's a mind game. Stop thinking this thing's over. It's not. I'm telling you. But I will tell you one thing, Dustin. You got beat out by Adidas. All right? Mm. Texas A&M wears Adidas. All right? So uh, keep thinking Under Armour's the move. All right? We we got to get out early, bro. We can't keep doing this. I mean, it's embarrassing. But, I I mean, I truly do believe Jimbo and that staff over there and, you know (laughs) – it it hurts, you know. Uh, they I, I think they sat down and they said, "Hey, look, uh, Auburn just hasn't produced at the receiver position." And and facts are facts. You can look it up; right. it's in the they history. Are, yeah. You know, I mean the 
Duke Williams was a talent, but you know, he it went through the trouble and everything. Sammy got into the league, but he wasn't a high pick, you know, he he wasn't a first round guy. Those guys weren't developed. Like all the guys yeah. you mentioned, like Swartz and, and Seth and all that, they didn't they never got better at Auburn. Yeah. They never got better at Auburn. What happens so, when you go uh, yeah. one route, one route? Tree. Exactly. You got one little, you got one little game plan. You got this guy, that guy. Yeah, that was bad. And remember when Seth got drafted and the Broncos were like, this guy doesn't even understand route concepts. We yeah. like, they said, they said he's got all the tools in the world. He doesn't understand route concepts. Um, that's just really, that's just really bad. And, and to our point that we're making, the, these coaches on other teams are smart. They hear yeah, that quote. They use that quote. They pull up this film of Swartz and all those guys and say, these guys never got better. They have NFL talent, but they never got better at Auburn. And then they pull up the clips of what they've done at their school of those guys getting better, and you're just fighting an uphill battle until you put it on the field. I don't even think a guy has to go stupid crazy this year. I just think it has to be competent. Mm-hmm. If Cam Brown has 700 yards and six, five, six touchdowns, and if VAR has five, six touchdowns or – with five to six hundred, I mean, if it just looks competent, if and they can just point to it and say, okay, now imagine if we put you in this position. So with Cam Coleman, man, it's not over. And I'll tell you and one thing that. Go ahead, buddy. I was I was just gonna say real quick, and you know who's on that Texas A and M staff? Damian Craig. Oh, that's where he's at right now. He's in a new he's in a new spot all the time. I can never keep up with the guy. He is on that Texas A&M staff, and you know that he's sitting there going, "Got him." You know, I I think he's the, I think he's the quarterbacks coach now, maybe or something like that. Yeah, he, uh, alternates, he alternates between QB coaches and wide receiver coaches and wide receiver. Yeah, because uh, I know he was I know he was at wide out at Texas A&M for a little bit. I think. Uh, but now I think he's a, a quarterback's coach. Uh, but, you know, he's sitting there going, mm, got him, baby. Got him. Because, you know, he wanted to elevate. You know, he wanted to elevate at Auburn. He wanted to get in the higher up. So, uh, but, no, man, back to what you were saying. I was going to say, so w- the question here now is, with Cam Coleman off the board, you can't miss on Perry. You can't. Because that's been the whole thing, right, is that you want to try to land these two, and but you got to get one. And with all the hype that you've put around it, let's say you don't get Cam, because for everything we said about having the opportunity to flip him, he's committed to A and M, and it's some kids it's harder than others, but the majority of kids overwhelmingly stay committed to their team. Like it just got a lot harder to get Cam Coleman for Auburn. Mm-hmm. So I think that the like you put right here, man, Perry Thompson heating up. The heat is turned up now. It's all the way turned up. You've got to get Perry Thompson. You've got to. The kids posting pictures of him and Auburn stuff all the time. I mean, it just – we can't let this be us getting trolled again. It can't be. This cannot be Auburn getting played the way it got played with Curtis Perry. I don't want to say that James Smith and, and Russell quite played this the way Perry did, but uh, – I'm not Curtis Perry, not Perry Thompson here. I'm not, I don't yeah. say that they did, but it was still one of the things where – and if you were smart, you knew we sucked so bad and everything was such a mess. We weren't getting those kids. But still, like, they came a lot. They came well, to Auburn way you, more than they came to Bama, bro. You remember the night before signing day? Everybody was like, Curtis Perry's going to Auburn. Curtis Perry's going to oh, Auburn. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like, nah, false alarm. Like, Curtis Perry to Bama. Yeah, and it was just it. like heartbreak, bro. Like, just like, oh, man, again, Kool-Aid. 
right, Kool-Aid come out in the state playoffs with an Auburn towel hanging out, uh, hanging out his pads and everything, you know, and, and everybody was like, oh, Kool-Aid to Auburn, Kool-Aid to Auburn. Now Kool-Aid's about to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft for the yeah. Alabama Crimson Tide. So, you know, I'm with you, bro. Like, you can't miss on Perry. Yeah. It, it, he is a must get. He He's got to get flipped from Bama. I don't. I don't care if you have to bring DK Metcalf to meeting. The hell with the FaceTime call. You got to. You got to. I don't care if you have to piss off Blake. I don't care if you have to piss off people on the football team. Yeah. With the NIL deal, he gets. I don't care. You, you have do to win this. You cannot talk about flip the script, flip the flip, flip the script. Make it quite clear these are the two guys you want, and then miss on both of them. Mm-hmm. It can't happen, dude. And and look, I think the the heat is there for Perry. I think he feels it. I think he sees it. I like where Auburn sits. I just there's a part of the Auburn fan in me taking the up tempo podcast out of it and just looking at the Auburn fan in me saying, please don't break my heart. Like I'm tired of getting Tony Mitchell broken heart. You know, like we could keep going down the list. Maybe, I mean, maybe that Tony Mitchell broken heart thing was kind of good, but right, maybe it worked uh, out for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just not again, you know, not again. Uh, and and we got to get him because. So I put a thing on Twitter the other day and was like, uh, Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, and Ryan Williams all on the field in 2025 for Auburn would be a dream come true. Boy, you can't go over three. All right. Mm. You can't go 0 for 3. And I tell you what, if you miss on Cam, which hold your horses, I don't think it's done yet. I think this is going to be – I want to see pen to paper before I let my emotions and I go crazy on social media and all that. I want to see pen to paper. But if you miss on Cam and then you turn around and let Perry Thompson go to Alabama, what? What? And then now you know you, if that happens, if both of them, if neither one of them end up at Auburn, you know you're not getting Ryan Williams. Like mm. you know it, it, it. The proof's in the pudding. You're not getting him. Like he's he's not going to come to Auburn, and neither one of those guys are on campus. It's just not going to happen. He's gonna he's gonna keep he's gonna follow the trend to Alabama, where they keep producing receiver after receiver after receiver. But. The one thing that sticks out to me the most is this is a prove-it year, and Cam Coleman showed you that. I I honestly believe that, Dustin. I think that was him saying, you know what? I'm not going to commit to Auburn until you show me. If you show me, then I I, I might be down to change my mind. But damn it, you gotta show me. You gotta show me that you can throw the ball around the yard. And that's it. Like, and have a year too. Have it because see, if he's right there in Phoenix City, then he knows the stories. You know and he's let, watching. Yeah, and let's make let's make let's make no bones about this here. Let's not play games. Auburn's been a mess in a lot of areas, and a kid in Phoenix City, he knows the stories about the messes. Mm-hmm. He knows the dirt. He knows the skeletons in the closet. That's that maybe a kid from somewhere else isn't going to quite know about all that. He just sees the Auburn stuff and yay. But maybe a kid that lives right down the road, he might know, man, some of this stuff right here going on behind the scenes ain't been right. And maybe some of those, maybe some of those stories have kind of tainted his view a little bit. 
and mm-hmm. he needs to see a year of just it running clean. Maybe a lot of these kids probably just need to see us having our stuff together, bro. Mm-hmm. They probably do they need to win? Do they need to see if we can pass it? Yeah, but something that can go a long way for Auburn is just a year of no BS, mm-hmm. a year of no crazy drama and no crazy side stories and all this kind of all this kind of other crap that goes on. No Jabba. Have a year of no Jabba. And then watch the watch what the recruits say because since 2013, since the kick six year, we have not had a year where we have lost anything less than four games. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago, man. Yep, it's a long time ago. So any kid that's getting recruited at this point, they were seven or eight when all that happened. Yep, six, seven, eight years old. Been a so loser. They, yeah, so they you just know you as a mediocre eight and five team that yep. now has fallen to six and seven, five and seven depths. That also has a bunch of bad narratives pushed, a lot of them untrue, but a bunch of bad narratives pushed in the media. Yep. So there's just a lot of things that are piled up against you. Just have a year of no drama. Have a year where you're showing improvement on the field. Have a year where you show that receivers can actually do something besides block in this offense. And you'll see receivers and you will see recruiting overall. There's a lot of people right now, man, that are going to be at Big Cat that wouldn't have even been at Big Cat over the last two seasons. Yep. So Cam Coleman, we wouldn't have finished a close second with Cam Coleman two years ago or last year or, you know, anytime recently. No doubt. And now you're right there. One, in the era of the transfer portal, it it doesn't hurt to finish second. Two, okay, you still got time. So there's there's obvious improvement going on from recruiting because there's no proof of concept at Auburn from this staff, yet we're talking about Cam Coleman's. We're talking about Perry Thompson's. So who's that good of a recruiter that he can get you in the conversation? Now comes the next part. Yep. Now comes the wins. Yep. Got like we've good. already talked about. Have Cam Coleman on that sideline or, or right there in that end zone, and let's beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then see something. Hey, gonna go down to College Station and smack them and show them what's up. Yep. Go down, and go down to College Station and smack them, and then text them after the game. You sure? exactly that's what it's gonna take yeah so and with perry bro now it's it's gonna be nil is not gonna be a problem here auburn's gonna drop drop the bag you got the playing time to offer him which they say is intriguing you've got the relationship part they say that his uncle was a big part of it and that Hughes built a great relationship with his uncle everything's lining up for, for you here the tweets he's liking i mean there's just so it's just everything looks a certain kind of way so, but it's looked a certain kind of way before. I saw a guy that had an Auburn tattoo on his arm still go to Bama. So now it's about actually flipping that script, dude. And we're going to see, bro. Let me ask you something before we get your final thoughts. Do you think Cam – do you think Cam felt the Perry love and he kind of uh, disengaged from Auburn and went to Texas A&M? Or do you think that this was already in the plans? And I just, I don't really, I don't really know the answer to that. I would say, I mean, yeah, I don't know the kid. I don't know the kid well enough. I would. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's just a tough one to say. But I'll just say that um, 
I was like I said, I was go back and listen to that morning Wednesday's morning drop. Mm-hmm. Um, some interesting stuff there from IG. Good and uh, but yeah, I think you can get both. I, th- I think you can get both of them. Like I don't think that's uh, I don't I. You can get both of them in the boat. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's just yeah. It's just gonna be about um. I think it's gonna be. I, I'm sorry. I was gonna say it with Cam, man. I think a lot of it's about the money. I really do. Okay. It just it just appears that way right now, and I could be wrong on that. I don't know the kid, right? That's okay. But it, it looks that way because for everything we're saying here about A and M, there's a lot of or about Auburn. There's a lot of questions about A and M too. Yeah. In some ways, I can make the argument there's more questions of going into the future of Texas A and M. Hugh Freeze ain't getting fired this year. Yep. Jimbo might get fired this year. Boy, if he goes seven and five or six and six, his ass is out. There's so, some trouble, right? So yep. I do think a lot of it is about bag. There's also, but there's other things too, like you said. Just there's going to be negative recruiting going on. Auburn can't develop receivers, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of things going into play. I, I don't, I wouldn't imagine that teaming up with Perry Thompson is really going to be would be a big deal for him. Uh, I would hope not. You got because you got to understand if you're these kids. We're gonna be trying to get everybody we can. I mean, we got to boost this roster, and it's only. I would hope Cam understands it's only gonna help you if the defense has to worry about Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman. Mm-hmm. I would hope he's smart enough to understand that. Well, Dustin, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. I know uh, it's about eleven a.m. on a Friday morning, and I know people are getting ready for the weekend. And I know you got a final word to get the people going, brother. What's up your sleeve? Well, we didn't get to it today, and I wanted to save it to the end. You see it up there on the home screen. You see it are up on the top of our screen here. If you're listening on audio, mm-hmm. it's on the bottom of our screen. It's Home Field Apparel, man. Mm-hmm. It's Home Field Apparel. Help us out. Go to Home Field Apparel. Pick you out something. But here's, here's the, the angle I'm going to come out this with for you guys today. I think they got Arkansas stuff on there, too. <laughs> And some of y'all need some damn Razorback gear. <laughs> so go to Home Field Apparel, type in code UPTEMPO. You'll get 15% off of your very first purchase. It'll help us out. It'll help you out. You'll look good. And you'll get you some Arkansas gear that you didn't know you needed. Because mm. OutKick today posted an article, and it was about a softball player that had recently left Auburn and about her, I guess you would say trash talking of Auburn and, and I yeah. praising her, you know, for coming at Auburn fans and this, that, and the other. And we say this all the time, but we got a lot of new subscribers and new listeners. So I'm going to say it again. Nothing personal. Okay. Nothing personal on any of these kids, any of these athletes. It's all sports. It's just yeah. sports. I don't know anybody personally. I don't know Briellis personally. I'm sure she is a great person. The people that, we work with here on the uh, War Report Network over at the College Loop. They know her, you know, they like her. So, listen, cool person for everything that I know, good person. This is not knocking Brie Ellis, the person. Do not try to spin this as Dustin's knocking Brie Ellis or Dustin's knocking players that transfer. I'm not even saying nothing about the players. Brie, talk your trash. I love it. Now, I love it because when you come, it's gonna. you're at Arkansas now, it should develop a rivalry. If I was you're one of your teammates at Auburn, I would hope that they get fired up and wanting to play you. I'm all for trash talk. I love it. It's it's nothing, right? So good luck to Bree. Mm-hmm. My beef, my beef is with the Auburn fans that are liking that article. 
I ask you, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Someone tell me, please. Hold on. Yeah. So you got a picture of Cam Newton. This is, go look at the likes. I'm talking about, I'm not going to say his at. You got a picture of Cam Newton as your, is your picture, your avatar, whatever it's called on Twitter, and your profile picture. Yeah. Cam Newton. And you're liking an article talking about a player transferring from Auburn, going to Arkansas, and then talking trash to, you go, girl. Get her. Get him, queen. Get who? Get you? You want her to get you? Because you're saying you're an Auburn fan. Don't sit beside me, bro. Don't sit beside me at the UMass game, you weirdo. Who do you like? Who do you like? Speak it. Are you pig suey when they come out of the tunnel? Who are you rocking with, bro? And again, don't get butt hurt. I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about your fandom. It's weird. It's strange to me. And 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 maybe I'm just maybe I'm just different. Maybe I'm the weird one. But when I was growing up, Blake, and I played sports, there wasn't this whole going over to the other team and what's up, man, and fraternizing and all. My dad would have whooped me, bro. Like, go get a switch after when we get back to the house, whoop me. Yeah. And would have called me a bad teammate. And and man, I don't I don't come from that, dude. I don't come from that. And I know it's a different time, and I get it. But dude, that's an SEC rival. Yep. Why in the world are you retweeting this with War Eagle till I die in your bio? <laughs> what I, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Go look at everybody liking that article, idiots. It's Arkansas fans. Yep. Guess who she's gonna play for next year? Arkansas. Arkansas. Who are you a fan of? What are we doing? This is so weird to me, Blake. Guess who the article was written by? An, an Ole Miss o- fan. <laughs> yes, an Ole Miss fan, bro. So well, who you know Auburn- is going to down Auburn? So you're an Auburn fan. Liking an article written by an Ole Miss fan about a player that left Auburn and went to Arkansas and is talking trash to Auburn fans. You're liking that as an Auburn fan. Yes, sir. You- are freaking weird. It's weird. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And the term fanatic is not for you. That's a fact. It's not for you because I don't know what is your who what is your allegiance to? Mm-hmm. Is your allegiance to Auburn or is your allegiance to the players? Let me know. But I don't – because I look I, – I mean, I want to call these people out so bad because some of these people are the people that, like, argue with you about stuff. Yeah. And it's like you don't even have a leg to stand on here. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're super weird. I, and I don't – I don't – listen to me, man. It's Auburn Tigers or nothing. That's a fact. I don't give a damn about any other team in the SEC. I hope they all had the worst years ever. Yep. I hope they all fall apart as programs. I just don't care. 
If it ain't the orange and blue, I ain't got nothing to do with it, dude. I don't. Agreed. So whatever that whole thing is, I wish I could articulate my thoughts a little bit better on it, but it's hard to articulate thoughts on something that you don't even get. Agreed. I don't even understand the foundation of you liking that tweet and retweeting it or quote tweeting it and being like, she got y'all. And then I click on your stuff and you're an Auburn fan. So who is the y'all? Very, very strange behavior, Blake. Mm -hmm. I agree, man. I agree 100%. It's, it's weird. Uh, And, and I even put a, put a YouTube short out on it saying that I just can't rock with it. Like I'm not going to rock with it. I don't get the whole bowl allegiance either. Like, SEC fans going, oh, you know, like, come on, South Carolina, beat (laughs) Notre Dame in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And I'm like, man, I don't give a damn. Like, I'll be honest with you, I hope Notre Dame throttles their ass, (laughs) you know, like, just because of recruiting. I was about to say, you talking about the teams I'm recruiting against? Yeah. Like, come on now. Like, I ain't about to sit here and root for you to win no bowl game. Like, come on, Mississippi State. Like, come on. Now, last year was a little different because of the Pirate and everything like that. Like, I I was kind of like, hey, come on, you know, like, win it for – yeah, win it for the Pirate, you know. But any any other time, I'm like, bro, I hope they get smacked by 40, all right? Like, that's just it because we could be in a recruiting battle – against them you know that's just how it goes bro i don't rock with other teams like like we're we're au tool tool death like i mean yeah, I, i'm yeah. i'm i'm married to him bro to death <laughs> do us part like i'm i'm yeah. ride or die war eagle baby yeah because i've been through i've i've been through too many tough times as a lifetime auburn fan i've been through too many tough times to sit here and just be that like like you said i'm ride or die with this because yeah, like, i've like, been through the tough I've been through the bad. And I'll tell you something about riding through the tough. It makes the good feel so much better. So like yeah. if you're if you're like a, a newer Auburn fan that maybe, maybe, because I mean it's weird to say this, but the kick six was a over a decade ago at this point, right? There's some Auburn fans right now that may not have a memory of that. Yeah. Well, I sat down on my floor and cried. Didn't yeah. want to, but that was just the emotion that came out of me because I was at that A Day. After Harvey Updike had poisoned our trees, that was that spring, that A-Day, when we did the final tumors roll. And then I had the toilet paper roll from my final tumors roll up on the shelf above my TV. So in that moment, I'm looking at it, and I'm remembering the struggle of three and nine, of everything we went through as a family, losing losing the tradition of the, tri- mm-hmm. the original trees and all that. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I'm seeing the Auburn family pour onto the field. All that struggle led to the outpouring of joy. That's the part of being a fan. So I'm going to ride through all this bull. I'm going to ride through all this pain with my Tigers because when the good times are going to feel good. So if you ain't with us, bro, and you leave us, wish the best to you as a person in life. But as far as when that scoreboard turns on and that whistle blows, I ain't got nothing for you, dude. Mm. nothing for you hope you stay healthy but i hope that the guys in the orange and blue or the ladies in the orange and blue whatever it is i hope they smack you i hope you have your i hope you hope you have your worst athletic performance you've ever had uh perfectly and and if i'm there i will be talking trash to you in the stadium that's just what it is perfectly put i mean you couldn't have put it any better right and what sports are supposed um, to be it's competition blake it's competition brother 
bang competition head hey best on best uh head up let's bang right what's supposed you to know? be about man and and i ain't with all that flipping and flopping all right so that's just how we feel right here at the yes, other podcast always and will that ain't changing that's a fact so uh dustin let's wrap it up for tonight man uh it was a great episode um and and everybody going into the weekend uh we really enjoy you coming in here on this friday with us and and uh chopping it up and, and listening to us uh we we greatly appreciate for all the subs mm-hmm. all the follows on twitter all the uh every everything at spotify and and apple podcast and uh, all of that we we just greatly appreciate you we are ride or die war eagle and we will leave you with that our final thoughts yes, war sir. damn eagle we'll catch you on the next one we're out